18, this was the verse the Lord gave. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. 1 John 3:18. And it's talking about us loving the Lord, saying, Lord, I love you. We can say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I give you everything. Lord, I want to live for you. We can say all those things to the Lord. But it should not be just in tongue, but we have to show it in our action that we really love the Lord. We see that in 1 John, the Spirit of the Lord is speaking through Apostle John, saying that when we see you know, our brother or sister in need, if we just say that we love them, and if we don't show it in action, that is not real love. But the verse that the Lord, the same verse, God was taking that today, like in the morning, and he was speaking um, to me, about loving him, loving Jesus, you know? We say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. We can say that a hundred times, we can say it a thousand times, but how does God know? How do we know? How does Satan know that we really love Jesus? It's by our actions. By our actions, we prove whether we love the Lord or not. And Jesus also says in the Gospels, where in another place, where he says that you just worship God from your um, through your lips, but your heart is far away from me. So there should be a connection when the heart is, um, when the heart goes along with the lips. When we mean what we say, our actions will reflect that. And so we're going to see, the Lord showed me, He gave me a revelation like a couple of weeks ago, um, which was about, um, it, which is from the book of Ruth. But what I saw was, I saw grains, you know, grains that were scattered, you know, on a field. And uh, and the Lord showed me how there are two types of people. One group of people are the people who says, Lord, I just want the grains. I want to glean the grain from the field. And, and then there's another group of people who says, I'm not content with that. That's not what I'm after. I'm after you, Lord. I want to get you. I want to get to your heart. You're the one I want. And we're going to look at that. And we're going to look at the word in the context of this verse, 1 John 3:18. What is loving God? What is really loving God? You know. We're going to turn to the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 10. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people, and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Okay, so so we hear the two people that we see in uh, verse 8, we'll see those are the two daughters-in-law of Naomi. And if we read the chapter, you know, the first chapter, we'll see that she lost both her sons. Both her sons died, and her husband died. All three were basically widows. Three widows who are together. And now Naomi, who's the mother-in-law, she's giving all the valid reasons why these two daughters-in-law should go back. And now she's telling, you know, you're not going to have a husband if you follow me. These, both of them are telling, we're going to be with you. We're not going to leave you. We love you. We want to be with you. So now, when they said all these things, Naomi is telling, okay, if you come with me, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to become rich, you're not going to be happy, you know, I can't give you any more sons, and if you go back, your life will be better. That's what basically Naomi was telling these two daughters, daughters-in-law. 
But what happens, we see between both the daughters-in-law, one daughter-in-law, she cries. She said you know, initially that she wanted to stay with uh, Naomi. But what she does is she kisses and she's making her choice. She's thinking, okay, if I stay with Naomi, I'm not going to get what Naomi is saying. I'm going to, I may live till I die as a widow. I may not be, you know, get the money I need. I may not be happy. So I'm going. I'm going back to my place. And Ruth, she knew everything. She heard. She heard everything that her mother-in-law said. But she's saying, if we look at uh, the following verses, if we see, if we read at the bottom, she will say, Ruth will say, if we look at verse 16, and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, nor to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and, that, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. So in this place, she's making a very clear choice. She's saying, no matter what it is, I'm going to follow you. Your people are going to be my people. Your God is going to be my God. Where you're going to stay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be with you, Naomi. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to leave you. So by her saying that, what Naomi is doing, okay, I'm not going to tell her to go back anymore because she knows now Ruth is determined to go with Naomi. And one returns and one follows with Naomi. So we see two kinds of people, same group of people, even in the Christian world, where one group will say, okay, I will come to Jesus. Jesus, you give me food. Jesus, you give me clothing. Jesus, you give me shelter. Jesus, you give me good life. I'll be with you. But what is really going to come when you follow Christ? Not too many people know. But what really is going? What really comes to a believer when that challenge comes? That's when half of them will go back. They say, "This is not what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want suffering. I don't want persecution. I want my people." Ruth, she made a very clear choice. If we look at it, she left everything she knew. She left her parents. She left her friends. She left her relatives, she left her birthplace, she left everything that was familiar to her, and she took a stand because of her love for her mother-in-law. She decided, I'm going to go with Naomi. Wherever she goes, to the unknown, I'm going to go with her. I'm going to leave everything that is familiar to me, and I'm going to go where she's going to go. This is Naomi type of Holy Spirit the Lord was showing me, type of the Holy Spirit. Where when the Holy Spirit tells us, this is what is awaiting you. If we read the Bible, God speaks to us very clearly through the Bible. When we read Luke chapter 18, verse 29 and 30, the Lord lays it out very clearly in his scripture. What is the cost of following him? Just like Naomi, how Naomi laid it you know, out for Ruth and for Orpha, saying that, Okay, this is what is going to happen. You're not going to get this, 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 and this. The Spirit of the Lord, in His Word, He has laid it out for us. Luke chapter 18, 29, 30. And the familiar verse that we know, if anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And there's another verse, that, that's the one that we're going to read, along with a couple of more verses. The first one is Luke 18, 29, and 30. Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present life, a time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Read it again, um, 28 to 30. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who should not receive manifold more in this present time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Jesus is telling to his disciples, who left everything like, how Ruth left everything and she followed Naomi. He's telling to his disciples, you left everything and you're following me. 
So, following Jesus could cost sometimes our home, sometimes our very life, sometimes our family. There are a lot of missionaries who had to leave. Everything that they knew had to go to Africa, had to go to India, had to go to China. And there are a lot of people who live in their own country, like in Pakistan, Iran, you know, in North India, where they go through persecution, they're kicked out of their family, you know, they have to leave their parents. And their own wives, you know, will chase them out of the house. She'll join with the in-laws and everybody and say, you know, you don't belong to a religion, get out. So for people who come to the Lord, we have all these things that we need to take a stand for. So how does that apply to us? We can say, okay, nobody's kicking me out right now. I'm not in Iran, I'm not in North India, and I'm not, um, I'm not in a place where you know, somebody's going to poison my food. But like, anywhere we are, according to our circumstance, where God places us, if we belong to Jesus, we will suffer persecution. And God's word says, and all who are godly in Christ Jesus, they will suffer persecution. It depends on what kind of persecution that we are faced with in what area. So any type of persecution is, you know, when we come to the Lord, if they hated Jesus, Jesus says they will hate you also. Because they hated him, they'll hate us also. So that is, that is the cost of being a disciple. When we follow the Lord, when we walk with him, because they hated Jesus, they will hate us too. So that has to be like really written down in our hearts. When we have that settled, it will not bother us when people hate us. We will know, okay, we are following our Father's footstep. We are following our Lord's footstep. They did this to them, they're doing this to us. And what did Jesus do? We're going to walk his path. And then we're going to see the great Apostle Paul, what he went through in Second Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 4.11, and then we'll read 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians um, chapter 4, verse 11, Apostle Paul, he says what he had to go through. We're just going to see one part which says what we have to go through as a result of following Jesus, what we might go through, and the other half, we're going to see the glory that comes. It's not all suffering, but without suffering, there is no glory. So we're going to see what Paul went through over here, 1 Corinthians 4.11. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags, we are brutally treated, we are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. Up to this moment, we have become the scum of the earth, the refuse of the world. So. Bottom line is like, he went through everything. Apostle Paul, he went through everything, but he made a choice. Because he was going to follow Jesus. That's right. He made a choice. No matter what they do to me, I'm going to keep following the Lord. Because God, in all his glory, he left everything and he came to this world. And he went through that. If he went through that for us, how much more you know, do we have to go through? And this is the cost. It's like it's like this. Like when we um, when we have to buy, um, um, say, an expensive car in this world, we don't give like one dollar. You know, say I paid one dollar. You know, give me that expensive car. No, there's always a price according to what we're going to get. The merchandise. The same thing is like with the Lord. We are in a warfare. We're in a spiritual warfare. And so we need to know all the things that in an army, say we're in an army, we're in a battle. How does a soldier, will a soldier, you know, go to a battlefield thinking that everything is going to be happy? I'm going to go there, play video games? No. I'm going to go there, have party? I'm going to go into the battlefield and everybody's going to love me? No. He goes into the battlefield expecting to see enemies. He's going into the battlefield preparing, being alert all the time. Amen. And so that's how we have to be when we are walking in this spiritual walk that we are in this battle. And we need to expect trials. We need to expect persecution. 
But the promise is, God is with us. He is able to bring us through everything, and He gives us the grace through every trial, and He has made us more than conquerors because of Jesus Christ. So we need to know the cost. Without knowing the cost, without knowing the cost, it'll be totally futile for a soldier to go into the war. We need to be prepared. We need to know what we're going to expect. We may even die. Knowing that a soldier goes into war. Knowing that somebody goes into the army. So that's the same thing with us. Okay, we know these are things that can happen, but we don't lose. For us, if we look at it, when we saw in Matthew, in Luke, what does God say? When we lose, we don't lose. That is the difference between earthly war and being enlisted in an earthly army and a heavenly army. In earthly army, we can lose our hands, we can lose our legs, we can lose our, uh, our life, and it's gone. But in heavenly army, when we work for the Lord, He gives us hundredfold in this world and in the world to come. That is a glorious thing. It's not like a hopeless thing, okay, I'm going to get beat up and beat up and beat up, you know, and I, I may die. Even if it is so, it is a glorious thing for the Lord. But, for, but the Lord, He says, these are the words of Jesus, He says, in this world, we get hundredfold, and in the world to come. So, but Ruth, you know, her heart, that's how our heart should be. Our, our heart shouldn't be on, okay, what am I going to get? Ruth went with Naomi because she loved Naomi. So we should go after Jesus because we love Jesus. Not because of what we're going to get from him. Even though because he loves us, everything that belongs to him will belong to us. But our primary motivation should be, I love the Lord. And our action should be shown. Our love for the Lord should be shown in our actions. So we love the Lord not only in our words, but in our deeds and in truth. By showing the Lord, Lord, this is how I love you. And this is how Ruth showed her love for Naomi. It's like she followed her and she went with her. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Is that the one, Second Corinthians 11, 22 onwards? Yes, brother, yes. Are, are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measures, in prisons more frequent, in deaths of, of the Jews five times received, I have forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Beside those things that are without that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my, my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Aritas the king kept the city of the Damascenes with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me, and threw a window in a basket, was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. In this chapter we see all the sufferings of Paul. You know, how much he suffered, he was beaten, and the last verse says that he was like hunted, you know, and how the Lord had him escape. So he, he went through hunger, pain, beatings, and, and everything, and loneliness, and he was hunted for his life. But if you read the next chapter, we'll, we'll see the glorious things, you know, how Paul, you know, received visions of the Lord, the visitations from God, and and in another chapter will say how people got healed from even uh, his sha in the, uh, handkerchiefs, you know, from his body. And God did like mighty signs and wonders through Paul. But without suffering, we cannot expect anything from the Lord because it goes hand in hand. So we need to know, okay, these are the things I may have to go through. These are the things because we are in a war. So when we know that, it's not going to be a surprise. We will know, okay, this is the cost. We may have to go to the unknown. But one thing we'll know is that the Lord is with us. 
and we as long as we follow and this is what we're going to see her relationship with Naomi what actually caused Ruth to go into the land that she did not know was her relationship with Naomi and I was telling you how the Lord showed me like how the, how Naomi sometimes you know um, sometimes when uh, we hear messages we can say Naomi is a type of Christ but in this in what the Lord showed me there's another angle with Naomi is a type of the Holy Spirit where her relationship with Naomi was like so close that she followed exactly what Naomi told her to do and if we read the following chapter we will see how she goes she was not idle but she goes into the place where she had to go to glean you know the grains and then she comes back and she tells Naomi that's in chapter 2 of Ruth that she goes and she speaks tells her mother-in-law and even before going there she's asking Naomi can I go can I go and do this so that that's how our life has to be that's what the Holy Spirit was showing every step of the way we have to consult with the Lord Lord can I go can I do this what what do you tell me Lord what are you telling me now can I do this or not can I go to this place or not can I start this or not and then what happens is you you know keep reading further down you will see Naomi will give her detailed plan like you go you do this you go to this field he's your near, nearest kinsman don't go anywhere else you know stay here you know and go approach him this way you know and she follows everything and when we when you further um, read that chapter and the third chapter you will see twice it will be written there and, no, and Ruth did exactly what her mother-in-law told her to do Naomi told her to do and that's what the Lord was emphasizing he said the reason why there were a lot of people who were collecting you know gleaning from the field he had Boaz had servants in the field you know they had you know other people in the field Ruth also went to his field but she never stayed she was not satisfied if she would have just gleaned every day gone just to the field she could have just gleaned you know some grains and she would have came home and she would have had food to eat but because of her relationship with Naomi Naomi was not content she was not just content with okay you're getting food I'm getting food I'm okay she was concerned about the welfare of Ruth the same way the Spirit of the Lord is with us and when we continuously lean on the Holy Spirit completely depend on the Holy Spirit and say Holy Spirit you show me what to do you teach me what to do I will do everything see that's the key the key is when the Lord tells us to do something we do it exactly that is the thing sometimes if imagine Ruth did partially imagine she just went to Boaz's field imagine she took you know some of the grain that she had to take and she just came home she didn't go and do the whole thing that Naomi told her to do she wouldn't have received the blessing but Ruth followed exactly what the Lord told her to do and two things we see in this chapter is one is her relationship with her mother-in-law secondly she didn't say okay I know my mother-in-law well I don't have to do everything that she's telling me to do sometimes we get so familiar we get very relaxed that we don't fully obey she fully trusted Naomi and she knew she's telling it for her good the same thing with us when we know who the Holy Spirit is when we know that the Spirit of the Lord is telling us to do certain things it is for our good and he knows the end from the beginning the plan of God will never go wrong in our lives when we follow the voice of God exactly what God tells us to do even if we have to go to an unknown place even if we have to leave everything that we know the Lord will establish us God will settle us God will see to us but the journey will not be very comfortable but the destination will be glorious that's what the Lord was speaking you know to us about our eyes should be on the Spirit of God our association with the Lord how much time do we spend with the Lord I know like Ruth did not get attached to Naomi just casually she was with Naomi while she was grinding she was with Naomi while she was washing she was with Naomi all the time mm. and that's how that relationship built we can't just say like hi Naomi <laughs> and then she's not going to say you know I'm going to go with you your God is going to be my God your people no that was that close bonding that occurred 
the same way with us, with the Lord, it will not like happen overnight. But every day as we spend time with the Lord, no matter what we go through, we know who the Lord is. And only the Spirit of the Lord can reveal to us what is pleasing to the Lord. Only the Spirit of the Lord will reveal to us how to get to the heart of Boaz. Only Naomi knew exactly what Ruth had to do. Ruth, even if you think she was the smartest person, she wouldn't have accomplished this by herself. So with us, the same way, we can have like a lot of experience in a field. We can have a lot of experience um, even reading the Bible. But it's only the Holy Spirit who can reveal to us the secrets of the kingdom of God from His Word. Just reading it is not going to open. But our relationship with the Lord, our obedience to the Lord, our love for the Lord, the more time we spend with the Lord, the more close our relationship will be with the Lord, the more the Spirit of the Lord will reveal to us. Naomi was also able to trust Ruth to tell her to do certain things, knowing that she will do exactly and that she won't ruin Naomi's name. To tell her to go into Boaz's field and do what she told her to do. So the Lord should be able to trust us. The more we obey, the more God will trust us. The more we obey, the Lord will reveal to us more. And that's how Ruth was able to get to the heart of Boaz. That's how she was able to become. She was able to inherit. She actually became the owner of everything by marrying Boaz. For us, what it means is we want to inherit everything that God wants us to have. God has everything. God has everything laid out for us. But if we want to inherit everything God wants us to have, we must look at the cost. Without knowing the cost, we cannot. Ruth did not. Ruth was not like a little baby like who just went after her. Naomi. She was an adult. She exactly knew what she was risking her life for. What she was doing. What, what choice she was making. The same thing is with us. A lot of times when people, people just say, okay, come to Jesus. Jesus will give you everything. But they don't know the cost. Without knowing the cost, we cannot fully follow Christ. And halfway through, we can all fall. But if we know the cost, if we know, just like the army, if we know this is what we're getting ourselves into, we will know no matter what it is, no matter who likes us, who does not like us, who speaks good about us, who speaks bad about us, whether we have food today, no food tomorrow. In every circumstance, just like Apostle Paul, we'll be able to glory because we are suffering for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the Lord will never leave us just like that. The promise of Jesus is very true when he says he who leaves his father, his mother, his land, everything, he will get hundredfold with persecution because we are following Jesus. We are in this world as strangers and pilgrims. We will always get persecuted just as Jesus. But he says he will give us hundredfold in this life and in the world to come. That's a very glorious thing. Everything is temporary. What people work for every day, night and day, is temporary. What Bill Gates worked for is temporary. What um, Steve Jobs worked for is temporary. He didn't take anything with him. It's the most um, scariest place to be after. But what we are doing now, what we are facing for the Lord, when we work for his kingdom, because of our love for Jesus, is eternal because in this world and in the world to come what God has promised to give us is God himself we have we will inherit our eternal voice which is the Lord he will be with us and that's when signs and wonders will start happening when we say Lord I want you I will follow you at all costs that's when he will come to confirm his word through signs and wonders that's what happened with Apostle Paul that's what happened with Ruth when she said, your God will be my God, your people my people. If you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus when he was preaching one day, he had all the people, all of a sudden you know, somebody came and said, look your mom and your brothers they are waiting. What do you think somebody would have done? They would have said, hold on everybody, <laughs> let me go say hello to them. But you know what Jesus said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Who are my sisters? And he pointed to the people who sat there who heard the word of God. He said, they who do the will of the Father, who listen and who obey, they are my mothers, they are my brothers, they are my sisters. So God is saying that when we follow the Lord, 
We don't have to run. We don't have to run after people. We do what God wants us to do. God gives us, God gives us godly mothers. God gives us godly brothers. God gives us godly sister. He gives us godly family. But you know what? When we keep doing God's will, God never lets our family behind. We see on the day of Pentecost, Jesus' mother was there. Jesus' brother was there. Jesus' family was there. Even though they didn't follow him when he was in this world, Jesus' brothers, they were there. So our, our job is to faithfully follow the Spirit of the Lord, his guidance, where he wants us to be. Lord, where you will be, I will be. Where your people are. These are my people. Your God is my God. Just like Ruth said, where you will stay, I will stay. Where you're going to die, that's where I'm going to die. That's where we say, where Jesus will be, that's where I want to be. That, that's where we have to come to. Lord, if you're going to be in one place, that's where I want to be. Lord, where you're going to go, I'm going to follow. Lord, if this is what you want me to do, that's what I will do. So, tonight what God is speaking to us is, do we, have we really counted the cost of following him? The cost of true discipleship? What it really costs us when we have to follow the Lord? And the reward that comes through following God. There's a balance. It says like, we pay the price, we read the reward. The reward really outweighs our price. Our price is like, if you look at even what Jesus said, it outweighs because hundredfold he's giving in this world and in the world to come. That really far outweighs our price. But what Satan will do is he'll, he'll always like make us focus on, zoom in on, oh, look at the price, oh, look, look what you have to go through, look, this person doesn't like you, look, that. We have to learn to say in our lives, like, so what? <laughs> This person doesn't like, so what? That person doesn't like, so what? Does the Lord love me? Am I following the Lord? Am I being faithful to the Lord? That matters the most. And everything else, God will turn around. God himself will turn around. Because he sees, when God's word says, if a man's ways pleases the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. So when we follow the Lord, God will take care of everything. Not everybody will love us. Not everybody loved Jesus even though he was the most lovable person on earth when he lived. So we cannot expect, sometimes like we may try to reason with myself, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong that they're doing this to me? Why do they have to do this? I didn't say anything bad. Just because of following Jesus, why are they hating me? That is because we're in the light and they are not. That is because we have Jesus and they do not have, they have Satan. So there's always a war between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. We just have to settle that in us. So when people hate us, we don't have to think, why are they hating us? Why are they not talking like before? Why are they That is part of the package of persecution. Even though our package is much milder than, you know, in Iran, in North India, in Pakistan, you know, where a woman who has five children, she's in jail with death sentence in a small cell where she can't even fully stretch out her hand, filthy condition where she can't breathe properly. She's there because she said Jesus is God. And we have people, you know, even in Iran, China, Vietnam, so many people, men and women who are being tortured, you know, their fingernails pulled, their hair pulled, tied upside down, beaten every day, given medication to change their minds, their brains, and affect their health and all those things. And I, I read a couple of days ago, another man in Iran, he's 40, uh, 42 years old. He was beaten so bad, they said his leg is like broken and, and his foot is like so damaged that he cannot even, you know, walk. Every day they're beating him. Every day they give electric shock and all those things. But for us, God has put us in a different situation. So like we have more in our hands, more to give to the Lord. They're going through severe persecution. You know, for us, there's a different path God has for us. We don't know down the road where we'll go through that or not. But we have to be strong where we are, where God can strengthen us more and more. And our focus has to be, Lord, I want to spend more time with you. I want to listen more to you. That relationship that Ruth had with Naomi, Lord, I want to have that with you. If, because it's not a normal thing, you know. You, it's very rare for us to hear a daughter-in-law being so affectionate with a mother-in-law. Usually, like, 
it's like it's like a beyond normal circumstance everywhere like you have problems you know so this is like very extraordinary because of the relationship you know of Naomi and Ruth and so that's the divine principle that the Lord is showing to us of our relationship with the Lord with the Holy Spirit the secret of a, you know a secret um, of a Christian to live a victorious overcoming uh, triumphant life is the relationship with the Holy Spirit the closer we are with the Spirit of the Lord the stronger we will get the more stable we will be we won't be affected by anybody's talk we won't be affected by whether we have electricity today, no electricity tomorrow, whether, you know, we have, we'll be like Apostle Paul. When I was in, um, you know, college, my professor said, he, he was, he was, he's still an atheist. He said, he's a Jewish atheist. So he said, um, one thing about Apostle Paul is he was an Iron Man, he said. Nothing could bend him, no matter how much. He said, this guy went through so much, but couldn't move him. That was because of his relationship with the Lord. He was, whether in prison, whether in bondage, you know, whatever happened to him, the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to him. His close contact with the Holy Spirit. That's why, like, you know, you beat him to death, next minute he'll be, like, outside preaching. That's not a normal thing. That's the supernatural grace of God, strength of God, that actually quickens him. That doesn't mean he doesn't feel any pain. But that's where God's grace comes through. So first, like, we have to, like, keep our minds very focused because a lot of times Satan will bring, like, small things. He'll zoom on that and make that look big and see what, what's wrong. Why is this happening this way? You know, we have to, like, train ourselves to say, even if the whole world will hate us, if I follow Jesus, that's enough for me. And we can be guaranteed that God has, just like he said in his word, to Elijah, he has his people. God has his people who has not bowed down their legs, you know, their knees to Baal. Who is faithful, you know, who are faithful to Baal? God has. We don't have a huge number. We may not see them everywhere, but God has his people. So we shouldn't feel alone thinking that, you know, I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one. The Lord said, you're not the only one. There are a lot of people going through much more. You know, and we have to take comfort in that because the more we go through, the more stronger we get. It's like exercise. The more you exercise, the more it hurts, you know the more the muscle is building. You know, so same thing with the Lord. Without pain, you don't get the reward. You know, same principle. We need to know, just like with exercise, how we know, oh, I'm doing this because I'm going to get this. So we need to know with the Lord, I'm doing this because I love the Lord. And I'm in a war and I'm doing this because I belong to Him. And I'm in His kingdom and I'm in the war. And God has promised this. Even Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So for us, we have the joy that is set before us, which is the Lord himself. With him, we possess everything. So we need to like keep that in our minds and say, Lord, that's what we're going to pray tonight. Lord, I want to be like Ruth. Lord, I want to love you passionately like Ruth. Lord, I want to follow you faithfully like Ruth. But Lord, I want to obey you like Ruth. Lord, I want to have that close relationship that Ruth had with Naomi. I want to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me grace. You know the beautiful thing with the Lord is, we can go ask the Lord. Lord, give me grace to obey you. God won't say, why are you coming and asking me grace to obey me? You have to obey. No. We can say, Lord, give me grace to obey you. Lord, give me grace to follow you. Lord, give me grace to listen to you. Lord, give me grace to even love you. Give me grace to love you more. Give me grace to pray to you more. Give me grace to walk with you more. And you know, God delights in such kind of prayer because it falls in line with the Lord's will because He wants us. He loves us and He wants us to love Him. So we're going to ask the Lord tonight, Lord, bless me. That's the prayer. We're going to say, Lord, bless me. Our blessing is not for ourselves. We're going to say, Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing to you. Lord, bless me so I'll follow you till the end. Lord, bless me so I can go with you wherever you go. Lord, bless me so I can stay with you wherever you stay. Lord, bless me so I can do everything that you want me to do. That's the most blessed life. It's to live a life like the life of Ruth. 
that closeness that she had with the mother-in-law the same closeness we need to have with the spirit of god and he will reveal to us the father's heart and he will reveal to us how to receive our eternal inheritance how we can receive everything from the lord and be effective in god's kingdom god will make us what he wants us to be and then in our ministry we can be like paul if we suffer with him we will reign with him so we can be like paul god can use us like paul and god can use us whatever ministry god has in his mind for us each one of us that will be fulfilled provided we walk closer to the lord so we need to ask every day lord i want to follow you i want to follow you lord you be my god each one of us all of us actually basically are like ruth we have left our old life and we are following the lord but we have to be like very keen to say lord wherever you go i will go not partially people come like halfway and they leave like orpa she said lord i will go with you a lot of tears orpa had lots of tears she cried and she even kissed her mother-in-law and she went back so there are a lot of people in christian world they have a lot of tears say god i want to follow you god i want to do this lord i will do that but just like we read in our key text it says we should not only love in word but indeed that is our action our action has to show what we say action should match our words that's what faith is true faith is it will show what we are speaking just like we confess with our mouth we believe in our heart we confess with our mouth that god raised jesus from the dead then we get saved just like that what we believe in our heart what we say should match our actions that's how we are telling the lord lord i love you so we're going to pray now and we're going to ask the lord lord let my life be pleasing to you let my words show not only my words but my deeds show that i love you shepherd of my soul i give
praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Christian life, the real life of walking with Jesus is the most carefree life because we trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Because we know who we believe. 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 Hallelujah. If Ruth can trust her mother-in-law, a human mother-in-law, how much more can we trust the Spirit of God to lead us? Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Lord, wherever you lead, Lord, I will go. Wherever you lead, I will go. Wherever you lead, I will go. Lord, wherever you stay, I will stay. Wherever you tell me to stop, I will stop. Lord, whoever you tell me to speak, I will speak. Whatever you tell me to speak, I will speak. Oh, Father. Oh, the Lahadurushi Hadro. Oh, the life of trusting in Jesus Christ. Oh, the faith to walk in Jesus Christ. Trusting Jesus Christ is the most blessed life. It's the most blessed life. Not to worry where our next meal is going to come from. Not to worry where our next mortgage is going to come from. Not to worry where our next set of clothing is going to come from. Oh, our Father cares for all of these things. Oh, He cares for all of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. We don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to think about those things. Oh, the life of faith is the most liberating life. Oh, the life of faith is the most liberating life. Because we do not have to worry. Because we do not have to think. All we need to do is follow. Follow. Follow the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, this time we're going to ask the Lord. Lord, I want grace. Lord, I want grace to follow you. Together we're going to ask the Lord. Oh, Spirit of God, I need grace to follow you. Oh, the Lord, I need grace to follow you. Lord, I need grace to walk with you wherever you go. Lord, I need grace to trust you. Lord, I need grace to love you. Lord, I need grace to go wherever you want me to go. Lord, I need grace. Oh, the Spirit of God is right here. Oh, the angels of God are right here. Oh, the the Lord promised to me in the evening oh, that he is going to move this night in a special way. Oh, the Lord knows each one of our hearts. Oh, the angels of God are moving in this place. Ask the Lord. Oh, it is in his presence. It is in his presence that we can open our hearts. It is in his presence that we can tell Jesus. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. I want to love you more. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. I want to trust you more. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus said, all the cares of the world, the heathen they go after. The heathen they go after. Oh, when we have oh, so much to care for about the kingdom of God, about the things of God, about the work of God, where do we have time to care? The things of this earth. That is why we have a Father in heaven who takes care of those things. Our Father in heaven takes care of our earthly needs. All we need to do is follow him. Follow him. Follow him. For he is a faithful provider. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Oh, if you don't see his hand of provision. Oh, in the morning. He has a purpose to that. Oh, he is developing a character. He is developing a character. Oh, but in his time. Oh, in due time. Oh, just like the Lord. Oh, the Open the womb of Sarah. 
Lord, to live an obedient life to you. Oh, passionately obey you. Those are the words that Spirit of the Lord is giving. To passionately follow Jesus. To passionately love Jesus. To passionately obey Jesus. Oh, the Oh, we praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Out of a committed life, out of a passionately committed life, comes the power of God. Out of a passionately committed life, comes the power of God. Oh, we praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Let each one of us open our mouth and ask the Lord. Lord, Lord, as we are in your presence, oh, each one of us, let us lift up a voice to the Lord and say, oh, Father, help me to passionately obey you. Help me to passionately follow you. Help me to passionately love you, Jesus. Help me to passionately, Lord, sit in your presence. Help me to passionately sit in your presence. Lord, it's the hardest thing for most of us to sit in his God's presence. So Lord, help me to passionately sit in your presence yeah. so I can hear your voice, oh God. Yeah. Help me to passionately sit in your presence so I can hear your voice. Lord, help me to passionately shut the noise of the world so I can hear your voice, oh God. Yeah. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. God of heaven and earth. Oh, Father. Lord, give us your grace. Give us your grace. Give us your grace. Oh, the Lehadaru. Until we shut the noise of the earth. Until we shut the noise Lord, the other noises the other sounds of this world we will not be able to hear the voice of God clearly Lord we pray help us to passionately oh tune off everything that we need to tune off in order to tune the voice of God in order to tune ourselves to the voice of God oh help us oh God help each one of us oh God help each one of us oh Lord Jesus oh to passionately serve our King of Kings and the Lord of Lords oh help us never to get Lord's lot in our walk with thee. Help us to never, Lord, to get, Lord, lethargic in our walk with thee. Lord, help us never to get complacent in our walk with thee. Oh, Father. Oh, the lead. Oh, Father. Oh, make us passionate people, Lord, for thee. Help us, Lord, to be passionate people who will passionately love you, Lord, with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 give us grace. 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 Oh, Lord, to rise above the pools of this world. To rise above the pools of this world. Oh, to rise above, Lord. To rise above, Lord. To rise above the lust of the flesh. To rise above the lust of the eyes. To rise above the pride of life. Oh, to rise above ambition. Oh, to rise above the cares of this world. Yes. Oh, Father God. Oh, the Lahada Lashiho, we ask you, Lord. Oh, Father. Oh, the Lahada Rahada Lashiho. Oh, we ask you, ignite the fire in us, oh God. Let our fire burn brighter, oh God. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask you this night, oh Jesus. Do a permanent work in our lives, O oh Lord. Lord, make us passionate people for Thee. 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 Oh, who will passionately obey You, passionately love You, passionately follow You, passionately speak about You. Oh, passionately defend You. Oh, passionately, Lord, give our lives for You, Jesus. Oh, let it never be a burden, O oh God. Let it never be a burden, Oh Father. Lord, as You passionately gave everything. For for us. Yes. Help us, Lord, be passionate for you, thank Jesus. You, we thank you. you. We thank you, Lord. We thank Glory you, Lord. We thank you. Oh, we praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Lord, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Oh, we praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. As we are in your presence, Lord. Oh, the As we are in the presence of the Lord, that each one of us, who the take turns and lift our voices to the Lord and ask the Lord. Lord, whatever the Lord has spoken to you this night, ask the Lord for grace. For Jesus is here. He's walking among us. The angels of God. They're going to and fro in this place. The Lord wants to bless us. The Lord wants to bless us. 
The Lord wants to bless our soul. He wants to bless our bodies. He wants to prosper spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, materially. To what extent are we committed to the Lord? To what extent are we committed to the Lord? Oh, who gave himself to us, who gave everything to us. Oh, let's open our mouth. Let's take each one of us as the Lord is leading right now. Let us lift our voices to the Lord. And when you have to pray, people online, just unmute your mic and just pray. Lift your voice and tell the Lord, Lord, help me to passionately walk with you. Help me to passionately serve you. Oh, Father, help me to have a passionate Lord, relationship with you, Lord. A consistent relationship. Lord, not one day up and one day down, oh, Jesus. Oh, help me to have a consistent relationship with you, Jesus. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise you.